You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 31, brought to you by ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Eli, Scott, and Justin. We're four guys who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the worlds of comics and pop culture. We like them so much, we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our Toy of the Week is DC Collectibles' Brian Boland Joker Black and White statue, and our discussion topic is a toy retrospective on Firestorm. Good evening, everybody. How is everybody doing? Doing well, thanks. Very well, thank you. Good, thank you. And what's everybody been up to this week? Uh, Eli, what do you had going on? Um, a pretty productive week, I guess. And um, into the weekend, had a productive day. I had managed by lunchtime today to clear the drains, um, fix the fence, put up some outside blinds, and uh, I think I may have drilled a hole or two as well. So are, are you trying to compete with Adam for Captain Practical? <laughs> I'm just trying to make the house livable. <laughs> so this is, this is the new rental? Yeah. Uh, okay. We're going to have to add a, uh, a home improvement segment here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, Scott, what have you been up to on the uh, home improvement front? Well, nothing yet because we're still waiting to start building our house. So, but we did, we had a bunch of approvals we were waiting for this week and they all came through, uh, positively. So that's good in the right direction. Um, but I, I do have a bit of outrage to report. And, um, that is a, an outrage in my family because we, we had a family game of Monopoly this evening before the recording. And, uh, I have always considered it my sovereign right in Monopoly to be the Scotty dog because that's my name, you know, like, mm. I sh- and, but this evening that was challenged by my blessed other half who decided that she wanted to be the Scotty dog and the children sided with her. So my game was completely thrown by having to be the shoe instead of the Scotty <laughs> dog. I've, n- I've never been anything but the Scotty dog in Monopoly ever. So yeah, it just, and then, and then she spent the whole time complaining that it was hard to hold on to and, you know, a bit small. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're still talking about the Scotty dog. Right? I'm still talking about the um, playing piece. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> it's even so, worse. Where do you think that conversation was going to end up? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it was just a, a bit of an outrage. My, my sovereign right to that piece was challenged and I'm, I'm still, I'm not happy. <laughs> so so justin how's your week been uh it's been fine just the boring old stuff uh work did venture off to the beach today it's just started to uh, warm up and we went down to the beach and uh, sort of proud of my son on his boogie board out there today with his long flowing blonde locks in the sunlight these little okanui's on <laughs> he looked apart his, and I turned oh, his shorts his board shorts <laughs> oh 
and we'd been there for a while and pretty excited. And I turn around and he's basically blue and he's shivering. <laughs> That's probably enough today, mate. <laughs> but it was a really good day. It was beautiful weather in uh, in New South Wales today. And yeah, we spent most of the day at the beach and then hung out around the house for the rest of the afternoon. Very, very nice day. Mm, that sounds like a good day. Yeah. Sounds like a really good day. I haven't had much exciting going on this week. I wore a T-shirt to work on Friday, and that was like the most excitement I had. So oh, steady, John, steady. <laughs> I know. Oh, John. <laughs> well, they they give us they gave us some shirts a couple months ago that actually have our company name, and we had uh, achieved a product launch, so they have the product on the back, and folks have been wearing them to work. So I was like, eh, I'm going to see if I can get away with this. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of nice. It's a little more comfortable to work that way when you're sitting at your desk, you know, typing on a computer all day at least. So I'm going to say something that may break your heart, John. I get to wear a T-shirt every day to work. <laughs> I, I've had jobs like that, and um, I miss them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> once, once again, I'm glad that this is an audio podcast. <laughs> My ragey muscles. Uh, yeah, that that was it, Justin. Yes. Yeah. It was just the visions of you all in T-shirts. That's all. I've well, they're not like you know tank tops. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, then let's get some things start started with articulated news. Now you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favorite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka with the power of wind. You can even use the Planeteer's eco-cycle. And your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toys and collectible world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye during the week. Justin has our first piece of news, so over to you. Okay, I'm going to talk about now is the Icon Heroes Castle Grayskull uh, statue, statuette, I guess. It, uh, the, it's designed and painted by the Four Horsemen and Nate Birch, who I think goes on some of the forums under a different name, which escapes me at the moment. However, uh, it's is a design that relies heavily on, looks like a combination of filmation and the actual toy from the 80s itself. Um, it's beautifully sculpted. A little on the small side, I guess. It's uh, We've got 9.75 inches for the height, uh, 9 inches wide, and 11 inches in the diameter. So I guess it's a, a beautiful piece to own in, in the background of a Masters of the Universe collection. Um, and the price it says here is $125. And looking at it, it's uh, you see the rarely seen uh, back of Castle Grayskull. So. Yeah, the only thing about the back is when I look at it, it looks like mm. something that belongs at the bottom of a fish, a fish tank. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. If you're looking at it straight on like that, yeah. You know, like if, with what, in fact, the like... whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny you, you mentioned that it's a bit on the small side or you could put it at the back of, of your collection. But I think the stuff that uh, Icon Heroes are doing is it's kind of stuff that you don't necessarily display with everything else. The, mm. You know, like the letter opener and the business card holder and all those bits and pieces that they're they're working on. Yeah, I think sure. it's uh, I think it's 
feels like it's something that can just stand alone, you know, on a on the appropriate, you know, man desk. Yeah. <laughs> man desk. I wonder how heavy it is. Like if it's a statue, I wonder what it's does it say what it's made of? No, it doesn't really give any more more details. It could be um it might be uh hollow inside. Yeah. Uh, there's no really no further information at all at this stage. Oh hi. Yeah. Okay, well I've got the next bit of news. Um Lego has announced that they have the Lone Ranger license, and I'm sure our friend over at the uh Final Shot Saloon podcast for F forty five, he'll he'll be excited about that because he likes Legos and, and Western stuff, so um I am sure he will be watching developments here with, with, with great interest. Yeah, I know we were talking about what a great actor Johnny Depp is, but I, I remain to be sold on the, him as Tonto, I have to say. Oh, he can do anything. <laughs> He'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I'm sure he's going to be awesome, but it just it's weird. It's, it's, it's quite good how they're getting so many um, licenses you know, under the belt. It'd be uh, up par with uh, action figure and then Lego figure of, of upcoming movies. Pretty pretty cool. Yeah, true. Well, I, I, I think that'll be a good one, too, because I'm sure, you know, there's going to be Western towns, so they'll be able to have different buildings, and, you know, they already have horses, so that'll that'll be good. Mm. Yeah, they've got a lot of those parts there. I, w- I wonder if Hot Toys will get a Lone Ranger license. Mm. Undoubtedly. Or maybe, I don't know, is that really up their alley or it might be, you know, one of the other kind of uh, Hot Toys wannabes might grab it? Well, Sideshow's done some Western figures. Oh, okay. So uh, that might be a, a good possibility. I, I don't know. I mm. can see that. Hmm. Um, I've seen the, um, well, you guys have seen them as well, the uh, the new exclusive two-pack for the DC Green Lantern figures um, mm-hmm. that are being sold exclusively at um, conventions. So this is for New York Comic Con next month. Um, so we've got uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Atrocitus. And, um, you know, people yeah. up in arms rage. <laughs> figures. That's a, that's a real way to make money. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really interested in the in Green Lantern universe uh, like a lot of other people are. Um, uh, and I don't really, you know, I'm not this into the scale. They kind of look all right for what they are, but I think, uh, you know, it's really all about what the why are they actually being sold exclusively rather than being yeah. available to a lot of people. Why bother making something and not try to make some money off it? Indeed. I'm trying to figure out why that it looks like the John Stewart has like the ab crunch and the the chest joint, or is it that just a real a real deep? It, it's it's like there's too much articulation in that chest, and it yeah. just bulked it out a little bit too much mm. to me. But it does, yeah. yeah. It's it's weird. I must be even more behind in the times because I'm trying to figure out why John Stewart's carrying a yellow gun. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> does, does somebody else know something that I don't? No. no. Mm-hmm. I think it might be supposed to be green. Yeah, it's not doing a very good job of looking <laughs> green. <laughs> I, the, the, the other thing I don't get about these is why at the same time as 
DC Collectibles is developing an online store, they aren't using these as online exclusives to promote their online store. Because I, I think that they would sell quite well, particularly the Green Lantern stuff, since people, you know, it's very popular. Mm, don't know. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. Well, speaking of some weird and some okay, uh, and speaking of DC Collectibles, they put out their solicitations for January 2013, and uh, it's a bit of a, a, a mixed bag. There's a new Batman black and white statue, um, a Frank Miller version, which is uh, the second uh, Frank Miller black and white they've done. Um, which is good looking from the angle that we uh, see it, but then, mm. uh, well, it looks okay to me. I don't know what anyone else thinks. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it looks good. But, um, yeah. but then we also get a a four pack of Dark Knight Returns action figures, um, and this is linking up to the next DC animated feature, um, and it's Batman, Robin, the the Kerry version, Superman, and Joker. Um, the Batman, I don't know if it's just the angle that the neck is posed at, but he looks, yeah. I'm melting. <laughs> it's, it's rather unfortunate, I have to say. <laughs> are they just, are they just Photoshop product shots of the, the original release? Like, is it any different from that angle that they had with those product promo shots? I don't know. I think that the um, the Batman's been repainted from the original release because it's the the grey in his costume is a lot lighter. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure, but it's <laughs> it's not flattering anyway. Um, mm. Then we also get a Before Watchmen Silk Spectre statue, um, which is designed by Amanda Connor, who has done the art for Silk Spectre. I haven't been following any of the Before Watchmen stuff, but I have heard good things about the Silk Spectre series. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, I'm yet to read Silk Spectre, but I've read the other ones and so okay. pretty impressed, yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm not you know, not grabbed by this but um and then there's a new Joker bust which I have to say I think is really weird <laughs> as well. He's got the weird neck angle happening as well there. It's always hard to tell from the promo pics because sometimes it's just the angle of the picture but there you go. People tend not to say shush with their teeth bare either. <laughs> and laugh at the same time. <laughs> well, you know, given his um you know, penchant for self mutilation in the new fifty two, maybe he's about to bite his own finger off. Maybe. <laughs> oh he peeled he peeled his own face off. Hello. Um so yeah, so and then there's the Arkham City Harley Quinn that we gave the red card to last week, so not nothing for me from from all of that, um, but on the good statue side, in my opinion, um, Bowen Designs has got some new sneaks out. We knew that there was a Groot bust coming from uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy, but now they have put out a promo shot. Oh, not promo shot, but I guess a sneak of it, and it is huge. It is a bust, but it's bigger than a a full-size Bowen statue, which is kind of what you'd expect from Groot. Mm. And it looks amazing. Amazing. And uh, I have read elsewhere that the plan is that 
the rest of the team is going to come out as a a set of busts. Oh, I assume it's busts. Um, and then this will come out separately because it's huge. So good to know he's not going to be the only character from Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, tapping into the you know upcoming film, etc. But it's a bloody impressive. Um, piece sculpted by the Kachar brothers who do some of the most amazing Bowen stuff I reckon mm, it's beautiful I, I, I love the, the detail and stuff but where it attaches to the base the way it tapers down I, I don't know that I'd be a big fan of that it, where it gets narrow yeah I mean it is a, a, a few, I've read a few comments about is it actually going to be strong enough um, but the engineering on these things is so clever. You know, I think that's actually part of the effect of it, you know, is that, but I mean, I agree. It's, it's a bit unexpected, but, um, you know, the, the engineering on these is so strong. I would expect it would be very, very well in, reinforced. That knot right in the middle of his forehead is a bit off-putting. <laughs> third third he's, eye. He's meant to he's be a, anyone. He's meant to be a tree. <laughs> I know, but it's just a bit off-putting, that's all. Look at me, I'm a tree, I'm a tree. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is probably a bit unfortunate looking. (laughs) It's kind of like a brown eye in the middle of your forehead, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It'd be great if you were driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck you too. (laughs) Cut me off. Look at my forehead, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a good-looking statue, for sure. It is. And that's my news. All righty, then. That wraps up our look at articulated news. We'll be right back with the next installment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. time for everybody's favorite podcast game name that our good friend john who is also known as engineer nerd from his own website tv and film presents us with an action figure sound and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from so over to you john well thank you very much um last week even with technical difficulties we had a sound that sounded <laughs> something like so guys any any ideas on what that is? Uh, I have Eli, to, Justin? I, yeah, I have to sit this out because um somebody guessed it last week, so I know. Uh, something Star Warsy? <laughs> um close. Or close. is it the Enterprise? It is the Enterprise. Ah. It it's the photon torpedo sound from the Generations Enterprise. So so very good. I'll I'll go over to the, the forum and give you a point over there. Good job. And one one for Ben as well because he guessed it after we recorded yes. last week. Yes, he did. So so we'll move on to this week's sound. We're gonna go uh we're gonna go something space related again this week, so we'll here we go.
And we'll give you that one more time. And, uh, you know, as always, if you have guesses, go on over to the AFB forum and uh, give a guess over there. Um, you know, I will uh, award forum points if you're good. And if you make a wrong guess, I will uh, uh, maybe give you a hint, maybe just make a joke. It's it's hard to say what I'll do. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it's wild and crazy. It, it is. It's the Wild West out there. <laughs> Good on you. Well, th thanks, John. Coming up next will be our Toy of the Week. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator. Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action Activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the Activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. The Exploding Bridge with Batmobile and Activator comes with Batman from the Comic Action Heroes Collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases or we might talk about our favorite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, Scott has the Toy of the Week, so over to you, Scott. Thank you, John. Um, I actually had something else on the cards for this segment, but I made a trip up today to good old All-Star Comics in Melbourne and had a good chin wag with Mitch up there and picked up um, what I am going to review, which is the DC Collectibles Batman Black and White Brian Bolland Joker statue. Um, I am a big fan of the Batman Black and White series. I don't get every Batman because there are so many. I just get my favorite artists, but I do like to try and build up the other cast members when they come. There have been two other Jokers in this series already. There has been a, a Jim Lee version, which I just did not grab me. It's really exaggerated features, very long nose, you know, not classic Joker to me. Um, and then a Lee Bermejo version, which I really like, but it's very modern, um, kind of almost dark nightish um and so i passed on that as well and but i have pulled the trigger on the brian bolland version now um it, it is an interesting uh design and the, you know this is obviously i'll have photos in the enhanced podcast but this is a version that has joker holding a cat in front of him um and you need a bit of context to understand the statue. It's actually uh, inspired by a famous Brian Bolland cover, which is from Batman Legends of the Dark Knight number 50, which has um, Joker holding a cat that's obviously been smilexed um, <laughs> and uh, kind of up you know, to the side. It's a close-up, though. It's not a full-shot statue it's a uh, sorry full shot um cover it's really just from kind of upper chest up and it's not full shot of the cat either but uh you know an interesting you know, kind of take for the Bolland um inspired one um one thing that i really that appealed to me about this is that the penguin in the black and white series is also a brian Bolland version so they go you know quite nicely together and uh i am really taken by this piece that I have a couple issues with it. We'll talk to you in a moment, but there are some things that I really love about it. It's got the standard Batman black and white base with the, um, contrasting sides to it of the, the bat symbol. Um, but one of the things that I really love about this is the angle because he's not just, he's not actually standing straight up. He's, 
um, only balanced on his left foot and his right foot is just up slightly in the air like he's about to take a step forward. Um, it's, it's, uh, I was a bit worried that it might be um, a bit of a tipping risk, but there are actually two pegs in the right foot, sorry, in the left foot to keep it um, nice in the base, and so it's not going to tip over. But it, it's, it's really interesting to kind of look at from the side. Um, the issue, though, that I do have with it is that it's not great to look at from front on because unlike the cover where he is holding the cat to the right, the way that they've designed the statue, and this was sculpted by a sculptor called Brian Fay, I'm pretty sure this is his um, first DC Collectibles outing, um, the cat's really almost right in front of his face. So from a, a front-on view... It, it, he has to be displayed at an angle to be able t to see, so a bit of a, a slight detraction there. Um, but it is a it is a beautifully sculpted piece. the The grayscale um, that they've used has got a lot of distinctive elements to it. So you know, it's not just black and white. There's really good use of grayscale here. Different um, shades for different parts of his um, outfit. Uh, different shade from the jacket to the trousers and uh, the, the detail that they've used in in his face. Um, it, it is a really uh, iconic representation of Bolland's artwork. The cat is also beautifully sculpted. There's so much, you know, the face, it's very small, but the, the detail is great. The little um, creepy smile um is perfectly captured and the detail on his fur is amazing every little every little line and uh yeah i'm i'm pretty impressed with this piece so from the photos that you guys can see you know what do you think of it i don't if if i was going to go with brian boland why wouldn't they have done the killing joke you know well, done yes. the one with the one with the camera i i just think that would have been much much better choice <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, they're probably trying to, you know, save the big guns for somewhere along because the line's got a lot of legs in it from from what I gather. Mm -hmm. I, I'd be surprised if you don't see the Killing Joke version somewhere along the line. That was my thought too, John, you know, in, in terms of, um, you know, the, the choice. Although this is a really well-known Bolland cover. Um, so, but I think it doesn't preclude... You know they've they've they're doing a second Frank Miller version. They've done I think a couple of Jim Lee versions as well, and so it certainly doesn't preclude a Killing Joke version somewhere down the line. Um, but you know what I liked about this one is because I, I I probably won't do doubles of other characters besides Batman. Um, you know so this is still kind of the the most classic version of the Joker that you know has come across so far, and I thought you know, it's different enough. That um, you know, to me this this line has turned into the most successful thing that DC Direct slash DC Collectibles has ever done. Yes, I almost um, popped my statue cherry just a couple of weeks ago on the Darwin Cook one. Oh, uh, it's brilliant! I've got that too. It is absolutely brilliant. Mm. <clears throat> absolutely brilliant. Um, it, it's got a lot of detail in this that. You know, when when you really have a look at it and appreciate it, you know these these are smaller statues. It's about a um, eight eight inch scale, um, 
and you know, so the detail though is just amazing. All the little lines um, in his jacket, the the folds and wrinkles in his trouser, his shoes, um, his hair is beautifully sculpted. It really is um, amazing. I, I wonder if they actually sculpt them at this size, or if they sculpt them uh, at a larger at scale. A two up. Yeah, probably at a two up. Yeah, because I think it'd be pretty hard to get all the detail in at that scale. Mm. But it really is. It is beautifully done. And and for statues, they're pretty reasonably priced you know you can get them for about 65 dollars us um and i only i only paid 79 australian for this at, at all star so um, really yeah um which i mean is a <clears throat> as far as statues go because obviously the exchange rate is in our favor at the moment um but they're <laughs> <laughs> no sympathy for you mister sorry <laughs> um <clears throat> Is the tie actually a uh, cloth piece? I'm going to carefully... I've got him right here. Oh, the tie is actually... Yeah, it is It is material. It's not sculpted. It is a little... Wow, that's um, a bit um, unlike this series, isn't it? It is, yeah. But I suppose it would be a real breakage risk if you'd wanted mm. to do it like that, so that's probably why they... Did that. Yeah, so a little bit of mixed media in there as well, <laughs> um, just to add to the uh, <laughs> display. <laughs> I'm, I'm paranoid of knocking this over and chipping it while I'm talking to you. The, the audience doesn't need to hear me cry on air. It would be very, very sad. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, really beautiful piece. It looks great from a number of angles, unfortunately, just not from the, the front. So- yeah, so, I, and for that reason, for a dolly rating, I probably would have to give it a nine. Um, but I mean, it, you know, it, it's a, it's a minor thing because it's, but it does just. I, I think the cat could have been just a little bit more over to the right, and then it would have worked better at every angle. Um, but I, I am quite in love with this piece. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have rather seen a fish. I, I just—that's just me. That—that that would I be very them. Brian Boland. I love the smiling fish. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'll put in the request for you. We need a smiling fish, black and white statue next, please. DC Collectibles. I, I'm sure they're listening with with great interest. I'm sure they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay then. Well, that wraps up Toy of the Week. When we come back. We'll be talking about new items that we've added to our collection this week. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. <laughs> Here's Tori and Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. Yeah. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. <laughs> Can you tell the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah! We're all here because we collect. So feeding the addictions where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. So we'll at, we'll go around the table here and we'll start with Eli. What you picked up this week, Eli? Oh, a couple of things. Uh, it was actually my birthday last weekend. So I, um, Happy birthday. And I got a big surprise. Um, I was trying to leave that... Um, black and white Darwin Cook statue open on the uh, computer as a hint and that <laughs> didn't, didn't come through, but um, the surprise I did get was my wife bought me a banjo and ah. uh, it's 
wasn't something I'd asked for, but it was a very welcome surprise and, and it was a lot of fun and I somehow managed to pluck out a tune that didn't sound like cat scratching within a couple of hours of opening it up, so that was nice. Do you have a history with um, musical instruments? Pardon? Do you have a history with musical instruments? Oh, well, like many people, you know, I've, I, I can play a bit on a guitar and various other sort of instruments like guitars, like bass guitars. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can figure out a tune on a lot of instruments that I, I play and I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself any sort of, you know, proficient in any of them, but um, I'm happy to have a play along and the banjo is a good one. So that was fun. Didn't get anything comic-related or um, for the birthday, though, other than stuff I bought myself. Hmm. But I did, of the things I did buy for myself, was the uh, Mezco uh, Hellboy comic um, book version the, based on the Mike Mignola artwork. Yeah. Um, very yeah, nice. Which, 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 which version? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got the version that doesn't have a coat and his teeth are not bared. And okay. I, I don't know how many versions there are, but I'm aware there's quite a few. I'd really love to have the heads version. That's like my favorite Hellboy story. So, oh, with the um, that, those floating head things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty rare to come across that one. Mm. Yeah, it, it it is. It's a little pricey. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty pricey. I think Hellboy. You know, one one of the Hellboy versions is like the cheapest thing you can get. Any other character is just out of the question in a yep. lot of circumstances. I was lucky to pick up Lobster Doc Johnson for a reasonable price um, a year or so back, but I think I'm just going to not bother looking for anything else from now here on in. <laughs> I have other interests. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, really happy with it. I like um, I like uh, comic-accurate figures um, for the most. I like the Mignola uh, Gotham by a gaslight figure, you know. I think I think his stuff's really toyetic. So I was happy happy with that one. Um, I did have a look at the new Fifty Two Flash when I went into the um, my local comic shop this week, just to go. Okay, I'll lay eyes on it and see if it's if it's something I need to have. And it looks as the latest solicits suggest, which is disappointing because the original solicit for that figure was a lot more interesting. Hmm. But for some reason, they made him have a goofy smile, and 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 he's got a pinhead, and, and just it's it's a, it's disappointing because that original solicit was really nice, mm. and it is one of the only um, titles that I'm still actually collecting from the New Fifty Two because I just I just can't get over um, Francis Manipal's um, art storytelling art style. Yes, wonderful. So I passed. Mm. So the next thing to, on the lookout, I think I'll have a look at the Superman one, but I think they are just coming out as solicited the way they look. Um, maybe the Wonder Woman. I think the um, the Aquaman's going to be the pick of the bunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for some. Don't, Good for don't, some. Don't hear that. Don't hear that very much often. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> very true. <laughs> yes. So I passed on the flash. Anyone else get it? I got it. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I got I did a big run. I haven't been up to Ulster for about a month, well, maybe three weeks, and uh, so I got that just because I'm getting the whole set. So I I agree with your criticism of the figure. Um, it is a uh, I'm I'm not a fan of the the chin guard either. 
mm. you know, in just in that design. Then that's not the figure; that's the design. But mm. you know, but I'm, I'm actually liking these more than I thought I was going to. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be nice to have the set. Um, I also got the Marvel Select Ultron. Uh, how are the hips? Yeah, they're no. they're they're there. As solicited. As solicited. Yeah, it's. Oh, I mean, yeah. that that's just the the nature of the beast with Marvel Select, isn't it? It's a uh, you know, it's a shame because they do some great stuff, but you know, it, it works okay for him, and it is a it's a fun figure. But yeah, it is no better in person, um, unfortunately, uh, hips wise. Um, I also got the DC Collectibles Grifter Bust. Um, which I have to say, you know, I would line ball really for Toy of the Week because it is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not actually a, a giant fan of that character, but you know, new characters that haven't been produced before are always appealing to me, and mm. uh, it, it's really well done. I'm just these new Fifty Two busts. The one thing that I'm not wild about is that the bases seem to have more of a uniformity to them. They don't have that kind of unique character-specific mm. element that they've always had. They're more um, just kind of standard, you know, which is obviously a design decision, but that it takes away a little bit from it for me. But it's beautifully sculpted, beautifully painted, really can't fault it. Um, and just because I hadn't spent enough money this week, <laughs> I also pre-ordered the Sideshow exclusive premium format Green Lantern. Um, and, uh, I, these, the, these DC premium formats are going to bankrupt me. I can just tell if they, if they're all as good as, as the, the two that we've already got up for order. So I've already got a special place picked out for where they're going to go in the new house. <laughs> <laughs> has that been negotiated successfully? It has. Yes. Yes. We, oh. yeah. Well, this was all, hmm. you know, part of the whole, looking at floor plans and things is we're like, okay, that's where you're going to go. That's where this, way, and, and where are the toys going to be? Yeah, they're there. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, I think, um, I've managed to negotiate that in our little, I guess, you know, our little, um, sitting room that we'll probably end up watching telly and things that I'll be able to get a couple of nice Ikea things in there with just the, the DC big seven, That'd be pretty groovy, assuming that, you know, they come out in um, premium format. And I'm not talking Cyborg B7. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it just, that looks beautiful. And the the, um, the exclusive version with the big fist energy construct is what really just hit me over the edge. And also a text from our friend Ben saying, it's up, order it now. And, you know, what was I supposed to do? So I did it. <laughs> Bad influence. Uh, he's, he's terrible, terrible. But then, you'll just order. You'll just order stuff if I text you. Are, are you Ben? <laughs> he's, and he's the address. Ha, no, sorry. Have Have you met Ben? If you had, you would not say no to him. He's a giant. <laughs> oh, well, I yeah. think this week he's about eleven feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that that's it. That's it for me. Okay. I. I uh, we did some preemptive Christmas shopping this week. We had uh, one day off this week, the wife and I. We went into the shops, and uh, I noticed at the back of uh, Kmart they had um, a lot of video games that were coming, well, being price reduced for a sale. And there was three there that had two dollars stickers on them, 
Uh, these are old games, and I have them, but they're all scratched and the rest of it now. So I just went up. Usual thing you do, you grab them, you go, oh, that's pretty good. So you get down to the register, and they look at you like, no, you're not having that for this price. Now, phone calls back and forth, and I had to go back to the back of the shop, then come back down. Anyway, they said, yeah, look, you're not, you're not meant to, but um, you can have these. So they were $2 each. Wow. Which, uh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, we're going to have to check um, the CC footage to uh, see who was putting the price on these, like accusing me as I'm standing there to pay with this huge line behind me, and I'm going, oh, I don't really I'm, – I'm not a thief. I just want to uh, buy these and get the hell out of your shop. <laughs> so anyway, it was half an hour longer than we anticipated being in there. Goodness me. Yes, it was a joke. <laughs> Back to some nerd stuff, uh, um, just uh, perusing eBay on the same day and uh, picked up some beautiful uh, back issues, various. We got um, a Marvel premiere uh, with Mighty Thor, Superboy, and a Jimmy Olsen. Um, they wow. came to me already. They're just in pristine condition, and all four of them cost me $7.50. Wow. So really, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and also the um, Justice League uh, Unlimited 3-pack uh, finally arrived um, six weeks after the order of uh, Micron, Aquagirl, and Future Static. Um, I really hope this just hurry, hurry up, it hurries up and ends. <laughs> I'm tired of Justice League Unlimited, but uh, that's about it for me this week. That's what I got. Oh, and Lego uh, Minifigures Series 8 have just arrived in Australia. So. Lovely. Get out there, take your kids as a cover, and um, <laughs> go and hunt. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm need to try and get the uh, diver. He's the one I, I'm looking for with okay. the big helmet. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, John? Well, you know, it's funny. I uh, I actually got some clearance price video games, but I didn't get quite that good a deal. I got. Um, Did you get interrogated and accused of swapping prices? <laughs> no, 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 nothing like that. I, um, I picked up Assassin's Creed one and two. They were uh, ten dollars at Target, so uh, for two of them together. And I haven't played those, so um, you know, I, I thought I'd give that a try. I'd get away from uh, um, Avengers Alliance on Facebook for a little bit since I've been playing and playing and playing that almost <laughs> to an addiction but gambit came out so i had to get gambit leveled up to where i could use him effectively so, and how yeah. long did that take you uh, about a week because i <laughs> i kept i kept i kept playing them and playing them and um about a week and a half maybe i got him up to like i think level seven now so i'm i'm happy but i still want to get him up my uh my war machine's level nine so i want to get gambit up at least to where war machine is wow and I also picked up an Avengers figure yesterday, but I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. You'll have to come to TV and Film Toys next week and uh, see the review. Oh, sneaky. Jeez. Sneaky. Last time you are on the show. That's right. All right, he says. No, nothing like that. <laughs> well, if uh, nobody has anything else new to report, we'll... Uh, comes upon time that everybody loves it's time to award another red card what is this bizarro world red card it is a chance to poke fun at the wtf moments in our hobby be the unusual announcements or just a complete fail of an action figure or even worse handing out the penalty this week is eli so over to you eli thanks john 
Yeah, I was um, doing my usual perusal of um, newly listed uh, graphic novels and, and comics on eBay, and um, I noticed a copy of X-Men 94 listed on the site, and um, that's a key issue. It's the first issue in the regular series following the giant size X-Men that introduced the new team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it'll be a nice one to have in your collection. I imagine now our good friend Ben has one of these. Um, but the price on it is what uh, shocked me. Um, starting bid of $2,300 or buy it knife. About buy it now for slightly more at $5,000. And I was going, well, oh, that's a hell of a lot. It's, is, is it really worth that much? Don't think so. Um, I've never really checked the price on it um, well, not for a long time anyway. Um, and I'm reading the listing and the, the person who's listed is making a point of, I've checked this out and it's, and it's, and it's worth, you know, $1,400 at the current moment and I can see why it's a great read with a few surprises inside. Um, so I don't know where he pulled that anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be handled with care as it has been taken care of greatly for the past 40-plus years. Um, and then there's a little edit afterwards. He's going, after doing a little more research, this comic is actually worth a lot more than I originally priced it at. If you go to the price guide, a gem condition copy is grade valued at $34,000. Mm. Therefore, I'm selling this at a high price. So obviously I've gone, fuck, what? And <laughs> what what's a gem condition I, I I don't know and I'm not going to bother finding out. Um <laughs> I had a look at uh, just as a you know mile high as a bit of an indication for what they've been selling them off as and for and um, you know their prices are not that great for key issues from what I understand but you know it's a, it's a go-to place for a quick price. They would have a regular version um, selling for maybe. Five hundred, maybe seven hundred dollars for a for a mid grade copy. Um, they do have a CGC seven point five uh, version listed for three thousand um, dollars. But this copy we're looking at, and you guys have seen the pictures. This is this is not a uh, particularly good copy. No, it's, no. It, I reckon it'd be it'd be pushing. Um, Good to very good, um, and he he must just not understand pricing. But geez, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to ask for a, a lot of money to ask for a comic. Well, the other thing I noticed about this listing is that this guy has zero feedback on eBay. Mm. Now you know I I can't imagine spending five grand or even you know the starting bid twenty three hundred on anything on eBay. But if I was ever to do it, I certainly would not do it with a seller that has got zero feedback. No. No, so I I don't think I would do it on an ungraded copy either. No way. You know, with, no. without any official, you know, grading on it. I And yeah. and he's kind of, you know, because he's got that in the item specifics is very fine. It's like, well, well who who graded that is very fine because it's definitely not. No way. Uh, no, it's it's a great condition, but handle it with care. <laughs> yeah, I, either he's he's you know he's had a previous eBay account and he's a bit dodgy, or he just doesn't know enough about what he's selling. 
but somehow he's got enough in the item specifics to to fill it out. Yeah, I like that. Um, too, you know, this rare classic comic is worth fourteen hundred dollars at the current moment, and I can see why. It's a great read with a few surprises inside. Maybe that's missing pages or something. Exactly. I mean, what surprise? Like, spoilers. Hello, Thunderbird dies. Well, yeah. Ah, uh, what? Sorry. Really? I know. It's... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> all right, let's just put him on a watch list and then um, have check back in a couple of weeks to see how much the prices come down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very tempted to go to ask a question and say, "Are, are you stupid?" But, yeah, I was. I was tempted to do that, but yeah. you know, I finished my lunch hour at work and decided to go and do something useful. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, coming up after that well, well deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. And now you can build your own King Kong with these challenging King Kong model kits. You need no glue, no special tools. Just snap together and paint it, and you have a realistic model of Kong fighting the giant snake. For our discussion topic this week, we're starting a brand new series of toy retrospectives of a particular character. We're going to look back at the history of a character in toy form as opposed to their other media appearances. So first up, we have the classic DC hero Firestorm, and Eli is going to lead this discussion for us. Yeah, thanks, John. Um, how, how did Eli get chosen for this? I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. i got a passing interest in him, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess it was a good uh, a good character to pick for the the first first go we have at doing a toy retrospective because there is there's a there's a reasonable amount of of um, toy representations out there, but not so many that we can't cover them all. Hmm. So um, I don't know if and when we would be doing like a Batman or a Wolverine retrospective. So don't uh, hold your breath yeah. there. <laughs> Part nineteen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys saw um, the um, the Robot Chicken DC Universe special uh, that was just a week or so ago. Indeed. Awesome. It's quite funny. So there's a little Firestorm bit in there. I thought I'd just play a little bit of that just to lead us. And it actually features uh, a uh, stop-motion animation of one of the, the figures that I'll be talking about tonight. All right, here goes. He's, he's had a hard hard time, <laughs> ridiculed, but I'm really popular. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's red and yellow and he's got fire coming out of his head. What's not to like? That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take a little bit of a chronological approach to, to going through this. Um, so, and I think... Um, I'm fairly confident I pretty much got all the figures that uh, came out and there's a couple of odd bods in there as well. So 1985, Superpowers, second series. 
there was a firestorm, and, and firestorm was pretty big at that stage. Mm. He, um, I think, he was introduced um, into the DC universe about 1978, 79, and um, sort of started and started and got into the JLA, and um, yeah, suddenly he he made it made the cut in the superpowers line. So second series, that's a bit of a bit of an ongoing thing for him. Firestorm would make it into the second wave of the world of series. <laughs> In his time. Um, nice little figure as the superpower figures went. and um, Big, big favourite of mine from the superpowers line. I still have my Firestorm. Yeah, he's good. Mm. You're curious that his, um, his action figure is running arms. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what else they could have done, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so Nuclear running, thank you. <laughs> Nuclear running action. <laughs> So he was uh, that series. So they're about uh, I don't know what eleven, twelve centimeters tall, four and a half inches around about there. Um, pretty standard for that time. So then we didn't actually see um, much in the way of Firestorm, um, other than you know the usual license properties that came out of all that era. So I'm sure we've seen a lot of Jose Luis Garcia Lopez official art, but um, there wasn't actually a lot of figure love until more recently. Hmm. Um, I think, and I'm not sure, but I think Pocket Heroes, the, there was a two-pack with Red Tornado in it. Yeah. I think that was 1990, maybe. I actually thought it was a lot more recent until I did some research. Really? On it. So I obviously picked wow. mine up second, second market, but I, I could be wrong then. I didn't realize that line was that old if that's the case yeah. yeah i would have thought the same because i mean i back collected those when i came into um collecting in you know kind of 2004 2005 i i wouldn't have thought it was <clears throat> quite that old yeah it could i could be totally wrong i don't know maybe it's 2000 but um the yeah, it's a you know uh, i'm sorry i'm just consulting the google machine now and i can confirm that it came out in 2002 Ah, well, there you go. Whatever site I found was wrong. And that's why, kids, we should always double-check our sources when we use the internet for research. You mean not just Wikipedia? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on joeacevedo.com. I kind of trust Joe. So. Yeah, yeah, true. I've got, I've got a couple of things. But it does place it as the next um, representation after 1985, so that's a long time between drinks. Long time. It's a drought. <laughs> so that's, what, 17 years from superpowers mm -hmm. to pocket heroes. Um, a long time. Yeah. Um, from there, though, 2004, and uh, comes the JLA Series 2 figure from DC, DC Direct. And um, it was a stunning figure. Mm. Uh, well, probably still my favourite figure of all the Firestorm figures that I, I've, I've got. Mm. Um, it's the standard sort of six seven inch sort of scale. So um, it's a little bit, you'll find that all the measurements I give for Firestorm, he's taller than most of the scale because of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he actually comes in at about seven and a quarter inches with the hair. Mm. That, that, that um, second series of those JLA figures was one of the first kind of scale upsets that DC Direct had because, you know, that was Elongated Man, Adam Strange, Adam and Firestorm, and uh, they were all a bit taller in scale than the the... The first series that had come out, so 
you know, which didn't bother me at all, but that that's the first kind of scale issue I ever came across people complaining about when I started collecting. Yeah, the flash that came with um, Series 1 was, aside from having an oddly dark red costume, he was quite midget next to Firestorm. Mm, mm. But it, I agree, it's a beautiful figure. There is, however, something wrong with this figure, and I don't know if any of you guys know it. Uh, just looking at it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, is it a chest emblem issue? It is a chest emblem issue. Okay. It's too high? No? No. It's... Ah, uh, extra sun? Yes. Extra, yeah. extra red dot, the one on... Yeah. The highest one shouldn't be there. Up on his left On shoulder. his left shoulder, yes. There should only be three. Bow, three going bow, across. Bow. Because those three lines radiating out of the middle sun wrap around. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, But he does have, correctly, on his back, a big red sun. And as we go through these figures, I'm going to um, point out that just about more than half of the figures that have come out in recent times do not have the sun on his back. And it's just a fault that's carried through to through all of them, which is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. But... It is a stunning figure. Um, everything works on it. He can hold his hand up like he's, you know, reciting Hamlet or something. And, <laughs> Which is, of... you know, what I always think of when I think of Firestorm. Yeah. yeah. Can he recite Hamlet Absolutely. in the park? Absolutely, yeah. So Firestorm missed out on a total justice figure? Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. it's odd, isn't it? It is. But he wasn't that big around that time either. Okay. So from 2004's perfect one, so that's like eight years ago, the next one I think, uh, well, the next figure would have been the Infinite Crisis one. So this is the one where Jason Rush is now Firestorm instead of Ronnie Raymond. Okay. And he um, is uh, standing on a big fiery base, so flying in the air with fire trailing out of his hair. It's an odd figure. Um, standing out of the base itself, he, he, he sits okay, stands up nicely. Yeah. Um, one of the hard things I've noticed with there is what, four versions of Firestorm as Jason Rush or Jason Rush as part of the, the Matrix, as they, they call it in some stories, is the skin tones really hard. Mm. The, it, it comes across pretty flat. And also the Jason Rush Firestorm had a sort of a translucent, pearly, creamy, silvery um, detailing to him, which on the yellow in this figure is just doesn't really work too well. It, it looks like, um, yeah, it's just not the pick. Um, but I did pick him up cheap, so I'm not going to complain and, you know. <laughs> As I say, when there's not that many figures of Firestorm, you don't complain too much. Mm. But interesting, the base, um, which you know you don't really see his hair behave that long. No. no. But um, I don't know. I think other than that, between that and 2008, when we saw um, DC Universe Classics Wave 2, I think maybe Hero Clicks is the only thing that um, he, he appeared in otherwise. And isn't that a gem? Oh, it's 
it's it's a stunning turd. That, that's um <laughs> that's got to be an early work by Ben's. What, what's her name? Gertie, the um blind twelve-year-old uh, Chinese painter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty shocking. I know there's probably. A- <laughs> There's probably a few versions of the Hero Clicks things around. I don't know if they actually change or it's just the base that you get with them that is different that tells you what their experience level or power level or whatever it is. I've never gotten any further than getting a firestorm. I think uh, oh, Andy actually sent that to me. Oh, really? Yeah, so I didn't have to try and track it down. <laughs> I thought Andy liked you. Is yeah. He- <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I had a Martian man and it looked like a turd, I'd still give it to Andy. <laughs> Um, so but yeah 2008 was actually when I got back into comics so that's when I sort of got back into comics I think I mentioned that when I was on on the when we talked about customs go well I feel like I've known you a lot longer than that it feels like it doesn't it does yeah that's right (laughs) yeah Um, so yeah yeah So that's when I discovered this Firestorm, the JLA one. So great, awesome. That's um, that's great. And then I ended up buying a whole um, buying the whole wave because I was inexperienced at buying figures, and I thought that was the only way I was actually going to get it. And that's another story. Now I started having the figures that I needed to have. Anyway, the Adam Strange was good. Um, but 2008 was, like I say, um, DC Universe Classics. And Wave 2, and um, there's a Ronnie Raymond and a Jason Rush version of Firestorm that came out of that wave, so a variant. And it's kind of interesting because the Ronnie Raymond version came out first. Hmm. However, the sculpt appears to be based on the Jason Rush version mm-hmm. other than the head sculpt, so mm-hmm. they've They've done a new head head for for the Ronnie one, um, and you know, a couple of details that I'll point out in a minute. But uh, another stunning figure. It was a good time to come into being a Firestorm fan because suddenly I had had two good representations of Ronnie Raymond, and he came with a nice little um, uh, power hand nuclear fazam type of things that clipped onto his hands. So that was a nice detail. Huh. Um, then the the Jason Rush version came out, as I mentioned, with a different head sculpt, and I actually like that one better. I think it's just more toyetic, and and obviously it's the actual um, the actual sculpt that was meant to come with it. And the way you can tell this is the Jason Rush Firestorm version of the costume is slightly different with the um, the the chest emblem. So the sun has three um, rays coming out to it uh, to his right and then three dots. Now, if you look at the Ronnie Raymond one, it's the same actual sculpting protruding for the, the, the sun and the dots and then the rest of the continuation of the lines coming out of the sun is just painted. So they've um, saved some money there. Uh-huh. So, so I'm not sure what happened, whether they actually intended to only do do Jason Rush and thought, hang on, maybe we can do this as a variant because there weren't really a lot of variants at that stage of the line. I don't know if don't think they did any for Wave One, did they? Or there was a no Red Tornado was a Wave Two as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, 
Actually, it would have been wave one. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I don't know. Something happened there where they decided they were going to do both characters and they knocked together a different head sculpt and we got Ronnie first. Hmm. Um, But if you look at the back of these characters, um, Jason Rush, I think, is actually meant to have a sunspot on his back as well. And Ronnie Raymond's definitely meant to, but he definitely doesn't have one on this costume. And you'll see this weird crisscrossing line on his back. And that actually carries through to a bunch of Mattel stuff, Firestorm Mattel stuff that happens after this point, which is really odd. Wow, that is very strange. Yeah. Because it doesn't even match up really with where the line... Oh, I suppose it kind of does, but like with Mm. the lines on the front. Yeah, I mean, the the lines continue around, but like sort of randomly, it's like somebody yeah. got hold of it in the factory and go, where do these lines go? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just make them join up and heaven forbid we should actually look at some character art. So, um, but pretty happy, pretty happy at that stage. We've got um, four um, fast on figures in six-inch scale and um, and it's all happening and that's the scale to collect. So, and it basically started, you know, when it rains, it pours, and Firestorm figures just kept on coming and coming in all the different um, uh, series that were coming out of um, DC and Mattel. So we got um, the Batman Brave and the Bold figure, which is um, from the the cartoon. So that was the version in the cartoon is actually Jason Rush and Ronnie Raymond together. Mm-hmm. And the figure's great for, you know, what it is. Uh, you know, I don't actually mind the clunky things where you attach things that nobody attaches to. I think it's kind of mm. cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I never minded that either. It's just it's one of the little kind of hallmarks of the line. Yeah. Um, they did better with the skin tone, I think, on this one. It's not so dark and flat because mm. um, over dark on, you know, action figures just – just, dropped you know disappears it kind of just becomes a flat color Hmm. um but i think they did a good job then um now for most of these figures Mm. the ones that have the translucent flames on top are the whole heads cast translucent and then they're painting on that or is it a a separate piece it's it's usually a separate piece insert into you know the the top of his head so i think um and that they all have look Different hair, even the the two DC Universe Classics versions, the the Ronnie and Jason heads have both got different hair. Wow. Which I thought was interesting. I, I hadn't noticed that until I'm looking at your photos now. Mm. Oh. Um, what else do we get? We got um, we got a blamoid. That's a Oh dear. Yeah, not everybody's favourite. No, I, I just can't. Like, what I cannot get my head around to this day is how they thought that that was a good name for those things. Because I mean, you know, they're cute. They're a certain thing, but you know, Blamoid to me just sounds like something unfortunate that happens in the toilet. <laughs> you know, uh, gotta go to the chemist to get some Blamoid cream. Yes. <laughs> they're back. Oh, God, no. Bad Blamoids again, man. It just, you know. Oh, yeah. But as as the Blamoid series went, I think this was actually pretty good. Yeah, well, at least he's got 
He's got eyes. Aquaman didn't even get eyes. <laughs> no, he had what, what the hell? It's you know. Well, you shouldn't be opening your eyes underwater. <laughs> but oh, you you got to give it to the Blamoid thing because turn it around. Oh, and what's that on its back? It's a sunspot. <laughs> that wasn't so hard. Was it? Well, that's because it's you see direct, not um. But um, I think the the flame on it, you know, uh, it, it's pretty cute. The flame, it's like a little. You know, it is can- cute. candle. It's a candle wick type of looking thing. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I mean, you know, I don't like the series that much, but you know, I had to have the firestorm as you do, and yeah. and, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I only own the um the upper amount of that. That's <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to even because I I I really do like firestorm as well, but I couldn't even bring myself to do firestorm on that one. No, no. Um, actually, back to. Batman Brave and the Bold and the actual line that span off from there, the Action League figures. Yep. Those tiny little ones. Um, what are they? They're about two and a half inches tall, six centimetres. That, that came with a two-pack with Deathstorm from um, uh, Blackest Night. Yes. That's fine for what it is. Nothing special. You know, the arms rotate a bit and it uh, goes with the collection. Did- did, was there an Infinite Heroes version? Yeah, I'm obligated to talk about it, aren't I? The uh, the Infinite Heroes Firestorm, um, which is, I mean, the the Heroclix version is a turd, right? But yeah. it's pretty small. <laughs> the Infinite Heroes version is one of the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that in your photo album? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. So that's is... next to the Justice League one? It is. Uh, it is. Where is it? Sorry, I'm looking at the figures in front of me instead of... Yeah, it's, it's at the... It's the... It's at the... The thing. <laughs> it's next to the... It's behind the... Behind the Blamoid. Next to the Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, you're looking at the um the I'm big at the shot. shot. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's behind the. This is the great. Black. This is great radio, isn't it? For... <laughs> we'll put we'll put up the the pics in the enhanced podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, those figures were just crap to start with. I don't, you know, and, and they died away. But the the face on this thing is it's terrible. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's. It looks like your 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 awkward Uncle Arthur. What? <laughs> It looks like a cosplay version. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, they've kind of based the whole thing. Well, here's the odd thing again. So, you know, I was talking about with the DC Universe classics, there's the Ronnie Raymond sculpt is based on the Jason R- Rush Buck. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have a look at this figure, you'll notice the deco on, on parts of it seem to be based on the Jason Rush figure as well, but no Jason Rush version was ever made at this scale. So it's, somebody's just taken the six-inch version and go, okay, we'll shrink that down and, and make one of those. Uh, and they took all the mistakes down with it as well, <laughs> including no sunspot on the back. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. I, I think the Infinite Heroes was such an unfortunate... Um, Think just the timing of it because it came out right when Marvel Universe came out, and Marvel Universe just blew it out of the water in terms of sculpt and articulation and everything. But even as far as Infinite Heroes 
because that's got to be one of the worst ones, I reckon. Yeah, it's friggin' awful. Some because some of them are really. I mean, they're the articulation's bad, but the sculpt isn't bad. Mm. Um, but that's just bad. Things in a smaller scale that were much better was the long-awaited firestorm in the JLU. Mm. That's a really nice figure. Um, wasn't never appeared in the cartoon. There were, um, I think, there were plans for it to happen, but it never actually did happen. Of all the characters that appeared in that show, but um, a bit of fan demand made it uh, made it happen. And oh, I really like that figure. It's it's cool, and it stands up. It doesn't fall down. It doesn't dive. It's all good. <laughs> Does it have a sun on the back? No, because uh, it's Mattel. However, the lines match up where they should. Okay. So they got that bit right. And they got the um, yeah. That now that I'm looking, I'm looking back again at the group shot. That extra uh, sun on the DC mm. Direct one is really noticeable. <laughs> yeah, once you notice it. Yeah, look, I mean, it's surprising for DC Direct because their accuracy is usually pretty good, you know, in, in that regard. Mm. Um, we got um. So I bitched and moaned about no 12-inch or statue representation or bus representation of Firestorm. We did get a statue, truth be told, from Eagle Moss, the um, DC Comics collection. Um, it's the only one Eagle Moss statue I've purchased and, you know, I could all very well pick up a lot more of them if they were more accessible and cheaper. But Just don't, don't let the kids lick them because they're lead, no. you know. So they... I know. <laughs> I'm overhandling it at the moment. <laughs> He's talking about the, um, the statue. The statue, right? yeah. yeah. Thank, um, thank you. Thank you. It's pretty good. It's okay. Um, I think the, the sculpt is great. There, you know, there's a bit of slop in the casting and a little bit of slop in the paint, um, but it's smaller than the Infinite Heroes version and and and, oh, and looks a hell of a lot better. better. Yeah. yeah, the um the Eagle Moss, you know, I, I have a few as well, and they are, it's the paint that lets them down. Mm. Yeah, the, because they are really very nicely sculpted, um, but the the, the paint can be pretty um, sporadic. Yeah. In quality. Yeah. So, you know, that's He's got a, an unfortunate little um, paint drip in the crotch area there. It certainly it? does. <laughs> it's, it's, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> it's, not so much, it's not so much a paint drip, but it's, uh, it's a bit of slop in the cast, I think. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. Cast drip. Cast drip. <laughs> Cast crotch drip. Crotch drip. Crotch drip. You need some blamoid cream for that. <laughs> oh, he stole it. <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> to give a quick mention to the Blackest Night Deathstorm figure because at the time we didn't really know what was happening with Blackest Night and what the characters were doing. So he um, he was he he ended up being his own character rather than being Firestorm gone bad. I think that's correct. Yes. Well, um, I, think he, I think I mean the original. There was a, a Black Lantern Firestorm, but then somehow the uh, Deathstorm became its own entity. Mm, yeah. Mm. 
It is actually a for what it is, it's a pretty superb figure. Oh yes. Um and it has a spot on the back. They managed that. <laughs> uh, which is curious because I'll get to the brightest day version, which mm-hmm. doesn't have a spot on its back. So Spotless. Um no, it's an amazing figure. They've done all all the all the details right, and I think the the black the, the black lantern figures were pretty much all done pretty well for representing what was going on in the um, in the storyline. Oh, indeed, indeed. They're just um, pretty gnarly figures to have on your shelf. Yes. And uh, how do you feel about the irony that while we've never had a firestorm statue or a bust of any kind from DC Direct DC Collectibles, that they made a Deathstorm bust? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel good about it, Scott. No. no. <laughs> right. It makes me sad. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, me too. I think it, uh, Firestorm to me is the biggest omission uh, on the statue side of DC. Yeah. You know, behind, and that Red Tornado is the other one. Like, you know, that, mm-hmm. but, That's like, true. You know, but where, where are they? It's ridiculous. And, and the irony is, is, is that if, they, if there was a Firestorm bust out there, I'd be more likely to buy a Deathstorm one. Mm-hmm. But as Deathstorm is the only one, I don't give a shit. No. Mm. Yeah. No, it's, 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 a, it's a mystery. It is a mystery. So um, and that brings us to the last figure being the Brightest Day Firestorm. So this is the most recent release. This was July last year. So it's not that long ago. Um. It was fine. Again, um, it's missing the sun. It doesn't stand up very well without its stand. Um, and it has the problems with the dark skin tone. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's actually meant to be that dark mm. in the Brightest Day story. No, and, and one thing that I was disappointed by with this is that the prototype and the promo shots actually had that, you know, because it's meant to be Ronnie and Jason. And you know, the, it, it had that kind of balanced skin tone that reflected that. And then, the, but the actual figures that came out, it was you know too dark. Not you know not dark as bad, but that you know in terms of the representation of the character, yeah, it was too dark. Yeah. So, um, you know, I had to have the figure, of course, mm. but um, it's it's not one of my favourites. Scop's fine, but yeah, nothing special. So um, so now we are at um, you know DC Universe Classics is is pretty much dead in all forms. It's you know there's a few figures coming out in Club Infinite Earths. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called mm-hmm. in the real world? Yes. Yeah. Um, will we see Firestorm in the second series of the DC Fifty Two, the new Fifty Two? I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. I don't know which one they'd go with. I stopped reading the series after the second or third issue, but um, there's a few different versions to pick from. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see it. Indeed. So, uh, One thing I wanted to ask you, when you think about all the various lines that DC characters have appeared in over the years, which mm. to you, you know, is the biggest omission, which hurts the most? That, that we didn't get a firestorm in? Uh, the statues, definitely. Mm. Um, plenty of opportunities. Um, 
I think I don't really have any opinion of anything that happened before um, the JLA one in 2004. Hmm. Um, I think um, the Jason Rush we got out of DC Universe Classics is pretty much as good as a representation we could have got from that version of the character. Hmm. Um, Out of the other lines that have come out, though, I think, like, you know, we got a deluge every line that came out with Batman Brave and the Bold, Action League, Infinite Heroes, even Blamoid and JLU and all that, you know. Firestorm fans got treated well for a a period of, let's say, two or three years there. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't think there are any particular omissions. The one for me is the DC Direct uh, 13-inch line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I think he would really have popped in that line, you know, mm. and, and to me, again, Firestorm and Red Tornado are the two that I just, you know, don't understand why they never got there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, definitely agree and, you know, I'm going to have to take matters into my own hand there mm-hmm. and um, and uh, piece together some sort of custom version of that. Um, I think I'm going to, you know, I don't know if I'll, I'll definitely try and do uh, a version that fits with that series, I think. Um but yeah, the um the flames on the head will be challenging for that. They will, and I'm going to have to source them from various different areas. I think um, I don't know how exactly how I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll use the base of the um, Infinite Crisis one. <laughs> Although, I mean, some people seem to have success with making their own Green Lantern constructs. You think mm. about Big Raj. And yeah. uh, you know, so he might be someone to talk to about how to how to do that. It may not be as hard as we think. Yeah, I wonder how fast some hot glue might work for that. Yeah, you know, where you could pull it and push it, and while mm. it's still hot. Mm. Mm. Or um, maybe if you could find the right Ghost Rider figure. Yeah. So mm. the I did um, I do have the Marvel Select one, which I'm using the buck for another project and. I do have the head on that, which has got quite a lot of flame on it, which I've been, but I've kept aside for a possible. But it's um, it's got a fair bit of white paint in it for mm. the Ghost Rider effect. Mm. Obviously, whatever I do, I don't want to have to sculpt flame. No, no, no. <laughs> so trying avoid that, but having translucent, and you know, I can get a translucent paint. It's not really a problem. That's that's the idea. Um, has there never been a Firestorm Hero Clicks? Yeah, yeah, we talked about we that. that. Oh, I talked about Hero. Oh no. Uh, Do you mean Mini Mate? Mini Mate. Yeah, that, oh, that's what Mini I was going to ask. Sorry, yeah, I meant Mini Mate. Yeah, no, no. there hasn't been. A, yeah, that's a bit of an omission. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm missing it, but it's it's odd that there hasn't been one. Because hmm. I'm popular. <laughs> I'm a Firestorm. <laughs> that's um, right. You're popular. <laughs> yeah. Well. Let me ask uh, Eli this question: um, What kind of draws you, like a moth to the flame, to to, to Firestorm? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I I don't know. I mean, when I when I first started liking him as a character, you know, I was I was a kid, I guess, and he the colours, uh, you know, fast food colours. Um, <laughs> he's like the McDonald's action figure. He's flame grilled and he's yellow and red. He's flame grilled. 
No, um, I wasn't thinking terrible. that at the time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the colours are very attractive for, for uh, youngsters getting into superheroes. And, it's you know, it's there's a little bit of, you know, I like something that's, you know, on the edge. It's not the biggest character. It's not one of the big, you know, four characters or something. It's oh. something on the side. I don't know. Can't really tell you exactly why I was drawn to it, but um, always had a soft spot for it. That's cool. I mean, everybody's got their own, you know, unique mm. little... S- some people even like Aquaman, I've heard. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're crazy, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was a really good place to start, you know, doing something like this, because like you said, I mean, you know, there it, it is a, a finite amount of um, things to start with, and you've got such a good grasp of the chronology of it as well, which makes it really interesting. You did a fantastic job of taking us through that. Oh, no problem. But uh, it's good. It's fun to see the group shot of them all, you know. They 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 all do fit into a, you know, a space that I can have them, so... It's it's not something like if like if you say you're you know I mean I guess even with Aquaman you've got more options than than mm. I do but mm. you know imagine if you were you know Batman or, oh. or Wolverine and yeah. where do you where do you stop where do you make the the call you I imagine you have to limit yourself when you're looking at those sorts of characters Indeed. how many Batman black and white statues would you own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, or, when you just um, Arctic freeze Batman's <laughs> Arctic freeze firestorm, <laughs> probably would. Now, when go you well. when Sorry, you display John. the when you display these, do you display them together like this typically, or do you have them kind of divided up into their lines? Or no, I actually display them together. I think uh, you know, and there, there's no. Um, I have thought about, you know, having one or two of them out with, you know, lines that I have more figures with, but um, I generally only buy the Firestorm from some of the the, the lines, like, you know, um, JLU, Batman Brave and the Bold, Infinite Heroes, Action League, Blamoid, you know, I'm only buying that figure, so it makes, that's the series I'm collecting, the series called Firestorm, I guess. Hmm. And he doesn't What's seem that? integral to the other, you know, waves that I... Well, he doesn't exist in, you know, in a lot of the other waves I collect, like, you know, uh, the DC Direct New Gods figures or the New Frontier figures, you know. There's, I'm fortunate that I don't have to worry about that, I guess. That's right. Well, good to job, To me, it's much, it's much more interesting to see a collection like that that's focused on a character instead of, well, I bought everything in this line. You know, I, I think that's I, I do. I think it's really interesting, and, and to have them together, I think it's it's visually appealing. Yeah, it is, and and because you know there is a, a limited amount of of stuff that I can get, it's it's not uh, a dangerous um, hobby, a dangerous thing to do. Well, mm. well, good job. I, I I'm I'm educated now on Firestorm. <laughs> I hope I've brought joy to everybody's lives. Oh, so much joy. <laughs> that was a great job, so, Eli. Great job. Well, that looks like it wraps up our, our discussion topic this week. We'll be back in just a few minutes for some feedback. Look out! It's Jackie Chan! Oh no, Shadow Gun! I have to split! 
Chan, the high-octane martial arts never stops. Shovel can come flying. What goes up must come down. Action-packed figures from Jackie Chan Adventures, each sold separately. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners we'd like to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And Scott has our piece of feedback tonight, so over to you, Scott. Thanks. Uh, we got some fantastic feedback from our interview with Mark Newman. It was a real pleasure to chat to him. He was very generous with his time and um, his thoughts. And we've had a lot of lovely comments, but I'm just going to read out one, which is actually an email from Tim Bruckner, who is a bit of a sculptor himself, I hear. Um, and uh, he, he emailed in to say, I just wanted to write and say how much I enjoyed your interview with Mark Newman. I've never met him. I don't know him, but I've always loved his work. And it's nice to listen to him talk about his work and how he approaches his various projects. Until later, Tim. So thank you, Mr. Buckner, very much for, uh, A, knowing who we are, <laughs> and, uh, and, and B, for your feedback. And um, he may well be sitting in the interview chair himself shortly here, which is should be great fun. So thanks for all the feedback to everyone who enjoyed that show, and we in, really enjoyed recording it. Cool. cool. Well, thank, thank you, Scott, for that bit of feedback. And with that, we came to the close of episode number 31 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. Yay. We hope you all we hope you all have enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoy putting it together. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab or subscribing at iTunes. But if you go to iTunes, please take time to leave a review and a rating. Five-star reviews are preferred. <laughs> While you're at actionfigureblues.com, mandatory, not preferred, mandatory. <laughs> While you're at Action Figure Blues, you might want to check out the reviews and articles there, which are always fantastic, and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comic and Stuff, Big Bad Toy Store, and PopCulture.com, who help keep the site running and the lights on. When we're not podcasting, blogging, or doing other hobby-related activities, such as searching the toy aisles, you can find all of us on the Action Figure Blues forum at AFBforum.com, where Scott posts as Scotty, Eli posts as Dozy Muppet, and Justin posts as Night Owl. We'd love to hear from you with any other comments or suggestions for future Toys of the Week discussion topics or red cards. If you see something out there that you just think deserves a red card, let us know. And you can do it by emailing podcast at actionfigureblues.com or join the forum. That's even better. And tell us there. You can also follow Action Figure Blues on the Twitters at AFBlues and like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook at facebook.com slash action figure blues dot oh yeah just no dot no 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 dot com just (laughs) facebook.com slash action figure blues that's right and and with that gentlemen we've reached the end great job john thank you everybody fantastic show as always and uh i have to say good night good night argentina good night night bye 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 Justin, do you think that you can record an adequate and? Uh, hang on. And, 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 and. We just, yes, I think I've got we've, we've had issues in the last few episodes. <laughs> you, may, you may have picked up. <laughs> um, so...
I just want to check, you know. If it's too much, we can swap around. Like... No, that's fine. I, I think I've got it. Okay. All right. There's a bit of pressure there. Oh, <laughs> I think, I think Justin's wilting under the pressure now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you happy with that, John? Pardon? What? All right, were, were you happy with that, John? I, I'm normally happy with it. You're the one that gets all. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, John, are you ready to do you know whatever version you wish of the intro? <laughs> sure. Okay, no worries. I'm ready for his stilted version. <laughs> Mon- do it, do it, monotone, John. Oh, well, you know when I do it monotone, he yells at me. When I do it off script, he yells at me. If I do it with too much energy, he yells at me. Oh please! Oh, true, that's true. I have yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't lying. He ain't lying. <laughs> I just yell. Um, but I haven't had a Joker. There have been two other Jokers in the Batman Black and White line so far. There was a Jim Lee virgin, version. <laughs> Jubilee. <laughs> Smiling fish. <laughs> I do. I like the smiling fish. Good for you. (laughs) God, you're a loud typer, Eli. Shut up. You know what I love about this group is the respect and mutual admiration we have for each other. Alrighty then, that wraps up our look at Articulated News. We'll be right back with the next installment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. I don't know. I hear the guy that runs that's a bit of a chump. He is. Yeah, but, okay.